Recruitment's often like a, a dating agency. You're bringing two parties together that have working chemistry. You build relationships where, with clients that will exceed just the business relationship. Gone to weddings, gone to special occasions with their family, done multiple sporting events with people. Many stories like this, but um, that one stands to mind because it's affected not just one individual, affected 200, 200 plus, plus people and their livelihoods. And mm. that's something that you can feel proud about. You can start off being a junior consultant to recruiting large call center recruitment to becoming very specialized or managing senior recruitment level. You get paid how well you solve that problem. Welcome to Inside the Real Job with me, your host, Yenfu Chen. Get ready to explore the world of diverse careers while fascinating stories await. We'll delve into the pros and cons while witnessing ever-evolving industries. Join me as we connect with individuals from all walks of life, unveiling their secrets and navigating the dynamic world of work. Let's embark on this journey into the realm of real jobs. Peter. What's your definition of being a recruiter? That's a good question, Yen. I'll use an analogy to start this. Recruitment's often like a, a dating agency. You're bringing two parties together that have working chemistry. So you're looking for two people that can help each other. And in recruitment, you've got a client that's looking for a need to be fulfilled and they've got a, a human resource problem. And they've come to you and you go out and find that solution for them. And that's recruitment where you get paid how well you do that and how well you solve that problem. Great. You talked about the remuneration, but we might come back to that. But can you just explain how do you become a recruiter? Is there different avenues that you can take? Yes. With recruitment, if you go and talk to recruiters, they often fall into this industry. A lot of people say, I fell into re recruitment. They didn't plan to be a recruiter. It happens in funny ways how people end up in recruitment. They can go to an agency to look for another role and that agency identifies that they've got the attributes of a recruiter and they'd be really good for their business. And suddenly they've turned it around and they're recruiting for that agency and telling the candidate, would you be interested in recruitment? Because you're showing attributes that would be really good in our business. A lot of people fall into recruitment that way. Other people approach an agency. There's recruiters that recruit for recruitment agencies, believe it or not and you can register with those agencies. But if you're really keen and want to just be ambitious, go in and approach an agency and rather than them approaching you. Agency will have its own culture and you've got to find what culture is going to bring out the best in you and what training they provide and what career path that they can lead you on. And does that happen quite often where recruiters actually recruit for new recruiters and they have their own sort of mentor program to get them to be a successful recruiter? Absolutely. Agencies will definitely be looking to build their teams at different times of the year and we also need to plan for future busy periods and always have a program of growth and mentoring people that we can take from grassroots level into building them a career in recruitment. And what is a day in a life? of a recruiter, what does it look like? Day in the life of a recruiter, you've often in recruitment times you can be your biggest asset or your biggest enemy. You've got to plan your time really effectively. So a good recruiter will map out the day before what the next day is going to look like. But it's getting in and being ready for the morning. We have a jobs meeting every morning at nine o'clock and going through the progress of what jobs are on and where we're at 
and what candidates were found for those jobs. And it's not a long meeting, it's, it's short, punchy, and I get every single member of the team to, to report on exactly where they are at, what activities, what conversations they've had with clients the day before, what client visits they've got organised that week. Recruitments are all about communication and connecting with people. So you're connecting with candidates, you're connecting with clients. You're getting people in front of decision makers. So it's all about being proactive and making things happen. And are you just on the phone all the time? You're on the phone, but you also have to go out and see clients and you you need to connect with clients. And sometimes you're going out on a daily basis or every second day going out and taking a brief for a role because one way you can really understand a role is going out and immersing yourself in the environment, understanding the culture and understanding that department. And that can, when you're working with some of the large banks, they have multiple cultures within their organisation and the team that you might be recruiting for you may never have been there and you need to be able to immerse yourself in that environment because for you to go out and find that solution you need to know picture yourself in that job and how you do it and then it's a much easier communication piece to the candidate that you're finding that they really relate to you because you have put yourself in that role yourself and that's what I always think is if you can you can walk the path much easier if you can visualise yourself in that role because you've got to be honestly explaining it to someone else. You mentioned it's good to connect with people and understand the culture so you can find the right employee. That's quite fulfilling. What else do you find that's really fulfilling in being a recruiter? Being a recruiter, is, it's what you make it. Recruitment can be one of the most exciting avenues you can actually jump into. It's taken me on journeys that I never expected. You build relationships where, with clients that will exceed just the business relationship. I've gone to weddings, I've gone to funerals, I've gone to special occasions with their family, I've done multiple sporting events with people. Never thought I'd be dragon boat racing. Joined for a year doing that. I've done ultra marathons with clients, I've done 10 ox fams with one particular client. So I've, I've integrated my interest in sport with a lot of the relationships I've built in recruitment and by default that's benefited me because I've got to understand the clients and a level of respect and trust which is the underlying criteria in terms of building a relationship in recruitment because there's that trust yep. that, they can, that you can rely on, for example, myself or someone in my agency to solve your problem. Mm. Okay. Peter, can you tell us maybe one success story that you have that you always reflect on? There's times when we have some bad days, mm-hmm. so we reflect on the good time to keep us on the right track and re-motivate ourselves. Do you have a success story that you'd like to share? Absolutely. One that comes to mind because it's, it's fresh, associated with one of the big four financial institutions and it's tasked with finding a CEO that could wind down and retrench entire area of the business and went about that task and it was a difficult task because it's affecting the lives of 200 plus people Mm. and they've got families and they've got career paths and they're invested in the company and never an easy undertaking. So I went out and found a CEO and uh, the CEO made it very clear in the interview that he's not about winding down business, he build businesses. And I said, well, this is like turning the Titanic. I don't think you'll be able to turn this, but I love your ambition and charisma. And if anyone can do it, you can. But that's not on the agenda. You're there to close the business down because that decision's been made. But if there's the opportunity of that changing, 
you're the person that could do it. Sure. Place that person. That person then went on to turn the Titanic and save 200 plus jobs. Wow. And it's now one of the most profitable areas of the bank. And it's because of that one person. And I didn't do that, you know, in terms of the actual role of... Uh, what that CEO did but I found that person and placed them there and so a legacy of that is and that relationship I have with that CEO is like one of my closest mates now because of the respect we have for each other and did you know him before that no yeah right and the bond and the working relationship I now have with that gentleman is it's amazing many stories like this but um, that one stands to mind yeah because it's affected not just one individual you're not just placing one it's affected 200 200 plus plus. people yeah and their livelihoods and Mm. that's something that you can feel proud about definitely and you're part of that journey yes yeah amazing thank you and what about challenges you face as a recruiter challenges you face as a recruiter is you you cannot sit still got to be innovative and you've got to what worked two years ago doesn't work today. So I'll take an analogy for you. The world turned upside down for everyone with COVID. Everyone's relating to this new environment and it's tested recruitment and recruitment's had to evolve substantially over that period. But, and what I'm referring to is when you're recruiting candidates now, their expectations are very different. Everyone wants hybrid. And if you're working with organisations that are criteria to fill an office space and got an expensive lease and they want the staff to come in and they're working on the principle that people work best in the office and not from home, sometimes you need to take those clients on a a journey and say, well, there's productivity benefits and we can source a, a far greater talent pool if you have a hybrid strategy or flexible workforce strategy in terms of allowing people flexibility to work from home and in the office. And that's a recent change. And also we've had to get used to interviewing everyone on teams. No one comes in for an interview anymore. There's no this everyone's expectation and just become an expected norm now to do all your communication through Microsoft Teams or one of those outlets. And that's changed recruitment incredibly. And that's a challenge because there's benefits in meeting people face to face and Microsoft Teams is obviously an avenue in terms of interviewing and assessing somebody but you miss nuances that come from physical interaction with somebody and sometimes I'll there's more than one interview or I need to see somebody for a second round depending on the level of the role I'll have to do that make that happen no matter how difficult it is if even if they're time pressured I'll come to them yeah gotcha other day-to-day yeah. challenges in recruitment you can you're in I, I, I don't like to use the word sales sales is often bounced around in recruitment I don't think it's sales I think it's connections and relationships but you can have a candidate that you're presenting to a client and you need to take that candidate on that emotional journey and identify with them what they're wanting and be honest about it and explain the environment as clearly and you're taking them on that journey but and the client might be super excited about taking that candidate on board, but that candidate say, no, the role's not for me. And that can be a challenge because you've, you've got to, the, the product that you're representing has a voice and an opinion and they can change. And so what you want to have happen uh, doesn't ne- necessarily materialize the way you would like. So that can be a challenge because you've got to make sure that you identify with your candidate and identify with their goals and what they want to achieve 
and present that opportunity in such a way that they see it in the same light. When the candidate pulls out of a role, the, you've got to ex- explain that communication piece to the client and the client might blame you and you have to take ownership of that to a degree. I mean, often it can be nothing that you had any way of controlling, but you've, you've got to look back and say, what could I have done differently to and learn? Take, to, take what lessons you can in life. And so recruitment's all about continuing to learn and knowing what the basics are and doing them well and over and over and over. Peter, you said just then the word learning. Is there any type of accreditation or learning you need to do on an ear-to-ear basis? You need to read, definitely. You need to be across the economy. You need to listen to relevant podcasts, podcasts like yours, yeah? Um, <laughs> but you need to, you do need to le- listen to relevant material and keep yourself educated. You need to be progressive. You're in the space of understanding trends in employment. We are a rapidly evolving economy and a market at the moment and people's expectations are changing and you've got to be looking at people that are early adapters and pioneers and understanding where trends are going and being able to relate to that and explain that to clients and educate other clients this is where the market's going or candidates reading solid tried and tested books and there's some fantastic literature out there that you can refer to to the basic some of the books i've read in recruitment that have started some of the biggest agencies there's a plethora of them out there but constantly keeping yourself updated on industry trends and literature and there's plenty on that plenty of information you can access through googling or joining messaging boards other trends cvs and interviewing styles clients are always trying to relook at the way they onboard people and looking at ways of making the process more efficient and that's more about education in terms of the way interview people and identify key competencies for roles and there's many ways of identifying key attributes that you're looking for and how do you identify that in the new candidates that you're bringing on board or interviewing and testing those and people are finding new innovative ways to interview people and try and find the true person rather than somebody that's coming in and putting on a a show for the interview. Are there different types of roles in the recruitment industry? Yes, there are. You can start off being a resourcer and candidate management. You can actually manage the temporary labour force that agency manages with clients and that can be day-to-day connecting with the temps, making sure and giving them feedback how they're going in the role, how they're feeling about the role. Um, and that's a very satisfying role because you're, you're managing that labour force and that's Canada Bank Manager, but then you can also move into a resourcer role, which is before you become a consultant, which is basically finding candidates for roles and then presenting it to the consultant. Depends on the size of your agency, of course, and then you can become a consultant. So where you're doing the full screening, interviewing, finding, resourcing, using the candidates that the resourcer has found or benefiting from the candidate manager that you've got that's managing the candidate bank and placing new people in that candidate bank. So that's a consultant. But then in the levels of consultant, you can go from junior consultant to recruiting large call centre recruitment to becoming very specialised or managing senior recruitment levels. So a senior consultant has got the confidence to recruit more senior level roles that require a far greater level of understanding. And you're talking to people that 
are very competent and capable and sometimes have time pressure. So you want to make sure that you're relating to them and so you, you need somebody in that capacity that can manage that type of personality and communicate at that level. And earlier you spoke or you referred to remuneration. So can you give us roughly, if I was to be starting into recruiting and mm-hmm. I was just learning mm-hmm. what would be roughly my salary range and if I sticked with a career down the track, what are my potential earnings? Of course. And I assume some of it is bonus-based? Correct. So agencies have different philosophies in remuneration, but it's safe to say an entry-level role in recruitment can start around 65-plus super and as you progress and as you train and meet sort of learning milestones, your salary can go up as your capabilities go up and it can go up quite rapidly. Some people far exceed our expectations and they're bringing in a certain remuneration. There used to be an industry stat that you had to make three times your salary, but if you're far exceeding that, as you could imagine you can, the sky's the limit in recruitment. Agencies will pay sometimes a base salary, and it's it's fairly similar structure to the real estate game where you may be paid a base salary of 80 or 90, and a commission structure on top of that can often sometimes even be far bigger than your salary you're earning. And I know from experience, Sometimes when recruiters only get paid once the person that you've hired meets their probation period. Some agencies will pay at the time you make the placement, but then it will have repercussions if the person drops out of the role and an adjustment that needs to be made, which is not easy in terms of commission structures, but does happen. As an agency, we have a guarantee period, for example, have a six-month probationary period that we apply to a particular client and once the guaranteed period are met, then you're remunerated and that's how we operate. Excellent, thanks Peter. Pleasure, Yen. Thanks for tuning in. I hope you enjoyed my chat with Peter where we explored the highs and lows of being a recruiter. It can be rewarding to guide people to the right career, but it can also be tough when things don't go as planned. There's still plenty of opportunities to grow your career and earn some bonuses along the way. If you're curious to learn more from Peter, stay tuned for the next episode. And remember, make today a good news day.